Like, this is like popping in real quick. This is like actual you know. serious. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So before we get to the episode, um, we wanted to give you a little update. So they're taking our monetization away. Yeah. So. Um, you might have noticed in the recent episodes, there have not been ads, Mm -hmm. which maybe you think that's a great thing, which for listening, it is. For us, it's a less good thing. We received an email from Anchor, um, and they have updated their policy for sponsorships. So we have to have released, within the last 60 days, released one episode and have 100 listeners. We got the one episode. We got the one episode. We, we do not any. got the hundred listeners. Um, so within some period of time, um, our ads are going away. At the present moment, it looks like we're still making money off of them, but we think by the time this episode comes out, we probably won't be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're just asking that if you guys can help share the podcast, yeah. so we can grow, get more listeners. If you have any ideas on how we can cast a wider net yeah get more listeners let us know and i I realize like you know at the end of every episode we share our social medias and encourage you but we never really have ever said share the podcast so this is us politely asking to share it with people who you think will like it share with Mm -hmm. people who might not like it because you never know they might be interested because um, we we would like to grow. We would like yeah. to get to Jimmy Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Um and we we've talked about being being becoming rich and mm-hmm. we need you guys to do yeah. that. We we really do need uh, your support and we appreciate your support yes. and we appreciate um those of you who have been with us since the beginning and have listened to every single one of our episodes like that means a lot. We started this podcast for fun. Yes. And it it's not about the money. No. Right. The money is something that once we gained access to is a great motivating factor to keep going. But it's not about the money. It just would be helpful and it would allow us to do more things like make merch, get more equipment that will increase the quality. We are excited. We started this and we've grown so much since as far as on our end with what we're doing. We've gotten more listeners mm-hmm. um, and we'd like to sort of steepen our trajectory we want to gain more listeners so we can do more things um and we know that there's a lot of changes that are going to be happening in our lives coming up within the next couple years and we'd really like to um document that as well as sort of put our take on life and how our perspective our perspective is and just kind of share that with everybody we love the connection that we have um, especially like the interactions with the people who are in our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. But um, we just really think it'd be cool to be also have effect and reach other people who we would to, not to have reach a much end. broader audience. Yeah. Um, so your assignment for today is to share the podcast with one person. Please, if you Please, don't mind, if, if you enjoy if, it, if you enjoy the podcast and mm-hmm. share it with one person, yeah, just share um, or let us know how. How, we what, could share, what we can do, what we can differently. do um, and if you have any any ideas um, or critiques or maybe places that you think that we should post yeah. or things that we should do with our social media presence or in the real world with our physical presence of just getting our names out there, getting the podcast out there. We recently talked about our imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome that yes. we've been dealing with. And so yeah. now we're, we're kind of coming out of the shell and really like, okay. 
let's grow. Yeah. Let's let's put the effort in. We've done stuff on our end to better the podcast, and now we want to grow. We want to reach more people. We want to hopefully make an impact. Yeah. Um, and change change some things. So. Mm-hmm. So with that said, we appreciate all of you. Um, enjoy your ad free episode. Episodes. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm Paige. And you're listening to The, the True Sleuths. This week, um, we're doing another Reddit episode because that is one of our most popular episodes, like, aside mm-hmm. from, like, our first two. Yeah. Um, so we're going to bring you another one. And, and this time, we both have stories. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to start, mm-hmm. and then Paige is going to go. AITA for not having my niece be the flower girl at wedding. I am by hence, hence the name. What? What? Uh, their username is token by friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm by hence the name. I am a woman. The person I'm engaged to is also a woman. This is relevant because my sister, Amanda, hates both things. She and her husband, John, are both homophobic. So during the process of planning our wedding party for our wedding next May, The idea of having my niece be the flower girl was never even brought up. Instead, we pretty quickly chose my fiancé's little cousin for that role. My sister found out that her daughter isn't going to be the flower girl and is absolutely livid about it. She insisted that my fiancé, Jane, had forced me to choose her cousin over my niece. That my niece was the obvious choice and I should change it. You may say, why not just have two flower girls? Well, I suggested that as a compromise to Amanda, but she hates that idea too. The main issue I have with making my niece the flower girl is that I can't be sure she will be even be there. To be honest, I didn't even know until recently if they would even come to the wedding at all. Still not sure, honestly, their tolerance levels fluctuate on who they've been around. And even if they did... I would have assumed they wouldn't want their daughter a part of it. Who knows? If everything will be fine leading up to the wedding, and then the day of, Amanda and John decide to be homophobic. I think it's a fair point. You don't want to make plans and then possibly have crucial people not show up. Yeah. Like, that is disastrous. That, that that's all I've got. Like I just think it's stupid. I think it's entitled to assume yeah, that your to, daughter yeah. would be the flower girl in a wedding to the person you didn't even bother inviting to your yes. own wedding, who's your sister. It's not like it's like a friend or something. Yeah, like yeah. it's literally your sister, and you didn't invite your own sister to your wedding. Yeah, and it, entitled is as you're reading. That's what I was thinking. I forgot that I wanted to say. It. Yeah, like you have no right to assume. Like it's not your wedding. You don't get to pick the people who are in it. Yeah, like. And clearly, you didn't even pick your own, like, family to come to your wedding. So, like, why would you think that? And, like, not, I know, like, that person is saying, like, she did not, like, intentionally say, well, you can't be the flower girl because I didn't get invited. Like, mm-hmm. but, I mean, why, why would you assume? Well, and I think, I think the idea of, um, two flower girls is nice. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. then both of them can walk side by side. And then both sides of the family is represented. Right. Because I actually like that idea is like, um, cause like thinking about it, if it was another situation where both sides had a, had an, a niece, um, and wanted them to be the flower girl mm-hmm. to pick one 
doesn't make sense. Or a, spe- a, a child who is, like, close to them or something. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. somebody you would want you to know, be your flower you. And girl. I feel like that's, like, not a, like, an uncle. Like, I feel like that's a thing I that people like do. Too, yeah. And I think, all like, if you plan on both and then this family decides that they're not showing up, then you, then you've got you one. still have one. Yeah. Yeah. But for the sister to just be, uh, and then turn everybody against it, it's like, it's it's it, her wedding. It's her wedding. She can do what she wants with it. And, like, also, it's not just her that gets to make all the decisions. Like, her fiancé also has to it's have a part in wedding. it. Yeah. So, like, the both of their opinions together are what matter. And, like... I wouldn't necessarily hold any issues with the parents towards the child. Mm-hmm. But I do also think it's valid that your homophobic sister to not have them be a crucial part in yeah. a wedding a queer wedding yeah so let's read okay some Update. top comments oh top comments yes um someone says uh nta you were more than gracious by offering to have two flower girls Two. the fact that they demand their daughter to be the only flower girl suggests it's just a power play against your fiance mm-hmm. pulling one over on her by getting her pick for flower girl ousted not a sincere desire for their daughter to be included in your joy. Uh, sorry, I know I read that weird, but it's <laughs> the um. And then their last bullet point is the fact they don't actually support your marriage, aren't rooting for your success as a couple, and didn't even invite you to their own wedding. Just affirms that you have no obligation to even invite them to your wedding, let alone change your ceremony to suit them. Yes. Um, somebody responded to that and said, this is what I was thinking. They don't want niece to be flower girl. They don't want fiance's cousin to be. Something somebody else said, which I didn't think about, is, I'm actually wondering if they want her to be the only flower girl, so if they pull out at the last second, they can throw a wrench in the wedding. Easier to recover if you have to. Yeah. Which, that is kind of what we were... Yeah. Talking about. Um... And somebody said, yeah, I kind of want OP to pretend to give in. Then when Amanda and John try to ruin the day, OP can send them a pic of the niece dressed and ready to go. So I said, yep, that's exactly what I was thinking should be the plan. Sis and brother-in-law are going to pull niece out at the last minute, the day of probably as close to the time as possible, and having the second flower grow will cover for this. So. Yeah, it, it's just it's just so self-centered to think that, like, someone else's wedding revolves around your desires. And, like, um, I don't know. I think this was um, similar to a post that I was reading. Like, someone was getting married and their mom or stepmom had, like, a certain way of how they wanted it to go. And they did not listen because it's not the mom's wedding. Yeah. And, like that caused like a lot of family drama and like it it's not the people who are having the wedding are the people who get to decide how the wedding is had yeah you're allowed to have your opinions about it you don't have to like how they're doing it but it's their but wedding but it's their, their wedding day. you don't get to tell them how to have their wedding yeah. because you don't like it and if you're offering to pay for things that does not automatically give you the right to make decisions yeah if you are offering to pay that is because you want to help them have the day that they want mm. not that you are taking a stake in the decision making yeah 
I think it is lovely if you decide to offer financial assistance. Yeah, people like to have weddings, and weddings can get expensive. Well, and I was going to say, and I think that it's, it would be kind if they then decide to take your opinions in on maybe some smaller specific things, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to the overall plan for the day and all of the all of the decisions come down to what the couple wants together as a unit, not... Yes, not what you... Like, not, like, they can get your advice on what color of flowers are good here, what mm-hmm. do you think about this design, but, like, what the structure of it is going to be, who's going to be there, like, what they literally do and say, like, that... The official color scheme, what yeah. the, um, the bridesmaid and groomsmen, um, whoever the people who are participating in the wedding itself mm-hmm. are wearing... Is all that comes down to the couple. To the couple, yeah. They are the ones who get to decide that, yeah. You know a good way to, like, get around all of this is just don't have a wedding. I think that a wedding um, can be fun, but I think it's a little... It's interesting that it's, like, a standard to spend so much on it. Just to have, like... Because, like, you're... And I've been learning in one of my classes a lot about marriage and how it's changed from, like, a okay, like, let's get married and now support each other to be like, okay, I have a stable job, I have a stable income, I have, like, Mm -hmm. I have money, let's get married now that we're both, like, stable people instead of being like, okay, let's just get married while we're young. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, I think marriage has changed, but what hasn't changed is the importance of weddings and, like, having a big, huge wedding. And, you know, I think people have fun with it, but at the same time, like, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but also I know people are celebrating something that they 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 find they... is really important yeah yeah i know so if it's not I'll important to you out of it <laughs> well no, no no i think like if it's not important to you that's fine but yeah at the same time like other people it it is right and like that's what i'm saying like i have my own opinions about weddings i'm not going to share every single one of them because mm-hmm. again irrelevant but like i recently went to recently as in like two years um semi-recently went to my cousin's wedding mm-hmm. It was not an environment that I enjoyed being in, but I did not, one, refuse to come. I did not try to influence it so that it was, like, had Mm -hmm. things that, to make it how I wanted it. Like, you're going to be supportive of your friend or family member or, I don't know, you don't go to, like, a stranger's wedding. But, like, some people do. But you're not there (laughs) to support. You're there to... Yeah, yeah. And, like, you, you're going here to be supportive and so that includes being supportive of their choices mm-hmm. in decorations or who gets to be play what role. I have my update. Oh, you... right. Update. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, update. update. Oh, so for reference, yes. the one that I read was two years ago. And this update is 23 days ago. Oh, okay. So... Mm, interesting. Yeah. Update. AITA for not having my niece be the flower girl at my wedding. Hello, everyone. A few years... Oh. Also, the overall vote on the last one was um, not the butthole. Okay. That makes sense. Um, hello, everyone. A few years ago, I posted this here on AITA, and it links the original post, about my sister making a fuss about my niece not being the flower girl at my wedding. No one has, mm-hmm. no one has asked for it, but I wanted to share this update anyway, because you guys really helped out a lot. So I took a few people's advice about having both my niece and my then fiance's now wife. Okay. Uh, that, hey, 
wedding wasn't ruined. It, it well, went. It, wedding. The documents have been the, signed. It, wedding has happened. Yes. Like, they, they are. Any, okay, sorry. Then fiance, now wife's cousin, being the flower girl without letting my sister know there would be two. Ooh. Which, you don't have to specify, oh yeah, she's going to be one of two. You just say, oh yeah, my niece is going to be a flower girl. Yeah. You didn't say the flower girl. Yeah. The day of the wedding and only my sister and niece showed up. Brother-in-law was nowhere to be seen. Mm. My sister was a little surprised about the two flower girls, but then surprised me even more by talking about how she's how having two was such a cute idea. My sister was super sweet all through the reception, and I felt like I had my old sister back, which was so, so, so nice. We had a chance to talk in a way that we hadn't in years, and we spent a little time going over the whole flower girl thing, and my sister was embarrassed and apologized. Oh. Without getting too much into things, my sister left my brother a few months after our wedding and she confided in me that part of her decision came from seeing how differently my wife interacted with me and our family members when compared to her husband basically ex-brother-in-law was not a good person to my sister an understatement and she is so much happier now she's like she was at the reception like my old sister who is full of life and caring and sweet and absolute an absolute awesome mom but the biggest reason why i wanted to share this update was because my sister and i have had a lot of long talks since the wedding and the whole flower girl ordeal all of it seemed stemmed from my ex-brother-in-law and his a-holeness ah it just says ah ishness but it's a-h anyway sorry he did plan on causing a scene by not allowing my sister or my niece come to the wedding. Apparently, it was like a three-hour flight before my sister was able to leave for the ceremony. Oh, a three-hour fight. fight. Sorry. Okay. A three-hour fight before my sister was able to leave for the ceremony. The biggest surprise came when we had a long talk after her divorce started. Me, my sister, and my wife. And my sister kept asking a lot of questions. Most of them centered around us being women who are bi or attracted to women. The next night, my sister came out as bi to both of us. Three weeks after that, without knowing our sister came out, our younger brother came out to the family as Pan. Anyway, I just wanted to thank everyone for their advice and their kind words. I have my best friend and sister back. I am so very happily married to, to the most awesome woman in the world. And I get to go with my best friend, my awesome wife, and our super cool Pam brother to Pride this year. Things get better, and it's okay to give people you love a chance. I had a hard time reading that. Yeah. <laughs> but. Okay. I think everybody understands. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, this just is. I think that's great news. Yes. I, I think it, <laughs> Yes. I'm very Fantastic. glad that everything worked out. I'm glad that the sister got out of a bad situation. Yeah. And. The whole family is closer. Um, yeah. And I wonder if the reason the sister didn't invite OP to her wedding was sort of as like a seeing things in herself, in her sister, mm -hmm. um, as far as sexuality um, and being comfortable being herself. 
and yeah. didn't want and, that and it, part of her at the wedding. Right. So she just maybe didn't invite her sister. And, and like, if she's in... Because it's clear that the ex-brother-in-law was, mm-hmm. like, the one the that problem. was problematic. And, and so... He probably had a say in her not coming, too. Yeah, and so that that's why I'm thinking, like, if, if the sister is, you know, questioning her sexuality and, like... But, and then being getting married to this very clearly homophobic homophobic man mm-hmm. that like I, I think that probably just led to a lot more stress and the simple her, solution in yeah. her mind was don't mm-hmm. invite yeah. and like her doubting herself and so I, I'm very glad that she's not in that relationship anymore um I concur I am going to read some comments now okay. and we have some replies from OP as well oh okay great um, I hope your sister invites you to the next wedding. I wonder if her ex was poisoning her with internalized homophobia, mm-hmm, or absolutely. she thought it was better to go along with the narrative if he was that much of a problem to her. Uh, OP responds, that's still an ouch area for us, but 100% because of the influence of the ex for the no invite. I'll probably be made of honor at the next one, LOL. Mm. For a serious note from our discussions afterwards, on a serious note from our discussions afterwards, there was a lot of internalized homophobia that developed when she was first questioning. It got worse over time. I think my own coming out actually triggered it to get worse. And then she met her now ex, and he really did make it exponentially worse because he would feed into those internalized feelings and make her feel, feel worse and worse. And part of her own actions and words, uh, and part of her own actions and words were, I'm sure, to play into the narrative that her ex established. It kept the peace at home behind closed doors, and he got into her head so bad she probably started believing it herself at some point. Um, I don't blame you two for it being an ouch area, but at least she was able to get out of that and her relationship i wish you two the best of luck and i i think like it's very good that she got out of that relationship but i think it's also important to like talk about how many people can't get out of those relationships and are just internalizing everything in it they're not in a great position just because toxic abusive relationships like that are so hard to get out of and so, you know, that that's even more props to her for being able, like, to do it. Yeah, and putting her foot down and taking mm-hmm. her and her daughter. Yes, and her getting her daughter out of there, too. Um, something else that somebody's saying in this same, like, thread is, uh, oof, your sis- oof, your poor sister. I have heard statistics about bi women experiencing a pretty high chance of domestic abuse. I'm glad you have been able to reconnect with your family in such a beautiful way. I wish the best for your sister's journey. Uh, Someone else said, this is accurate. Bi women experience the highest level statistically than lesbians, then straights, then gays. Um, Then someone else just finished it off by saying, this ending is absolutely heartwarming and life-affirming. Congratulations to both of you, you and your sister. Yeah. And I, I think that's a, a, a point because, like, um, without us getting any statistics or doing any mm-hmm. of our own proper research, um, that kind of makes sense to me because I, I know people sometimes have a hard time wrapping around the idea of somebody being bi because mm-hmm. in their head it's like, 
you're straight or you're gay. Mm -hmm. There's like no in between. And some people have trouble with that gray area. And it's a, it's, it's not one of those situations. It's like you're either this or that it's a spectrum and people fall on different places in that. And yeah. And I, I completely agree. People have trouble wrapping their head around. People don't fit in boxes. Well, yes. And, and then to like, add to that I can only begin to imagine and I have no idea what um, the reaction of a cis straight homophobic man mm-hmm. to their significant other or I guess it, whatever coming out as bi and being like oh I did love you or, or coming out in general yeah, in yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. way that goes against but I just the, the betrayal, I bet that they would sort of That would have think, not been, yeah. I, I bet it just kind of adds problems of, like, mm-hmm. why with me go be with a woman? But then it's like, oh, no, I like men. Like, the whole thing, they're going to shut down and be very one or the other. You are with us or you're against us. That sort of mentality, yeah, yeah, I bet, yeah, yeah. comes up, so which is a problem. Making it too personal and um, if men are reacting that way, they need help themselves. If anybody's reacting, they need help themselves. Um, Maybe that man is so homophobic because he is low fruity. Who knows? That is like not an uncommon thing. Hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you're so conflicted or struggling with your own identity that you take it out on other people. And if she was going through that, yeah. he could have just been verbalizing his own internal thoughts and um, suppressed or not suppressed. But you know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody knows what I mean. Um, and something that I'm just now thinking is we might need to explain by versus pan. Okay. We um, can do that. I mean... Part of me wants to, like, look it up, but I feel like I can explain it without. We'll explain it without, and then we'll and, use and then, Google. And then, well, no, explain it without, and then we'll assess that okay. explanation and decide if we need to. My understanding of bi, coming mm-hmm. from a non-bi individual, mm-hmm. is bi is where you are attracted to both, I say both genders. We know there's more. Mm-hmm. But attracted to both men and women. Or I, I don't know if it would also count as just like being attracted to two genders. So I don't know if somebody would identify mm. as bi if they are attracted to gender fluid and women or um, non-binary. And I, I don't know if that would change. I, I don't. But pan is uh, attracted to all genders. Um, mm. Pan is a very open sexuality as far as who they're attracted to. The pan flag is yellow and pink and blue. Is that not the bi flag? No, the bi flag no, is purple. Bi is, Pur- uh, is pink, blue, and purple. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then yes, I think you're correct. Mm-hmm. Also, I gotta say, aesthetically, bi is my favorite flag. <laughs> the colors of the bi flag are colors. my favorite colors. It's good color. They go well together. Oh. Everything, if somebody were to look at any color scheme I create, they're going to think I'm bi. Dictionary says, 
Bisexuality. Noun. The quality or characteristics of being sexually or romantically... Oh, okay. Attracted to both men and women or to more than one sex or gender. Pansexuality is sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction towards people regardless of their sex or gender identity. Uh, Pan people may refer to themselves as gender blind, asserting that gender and sex are not determining factor to their romantic or sexual attractions to other uh, to others. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Because yep. sometimes it's a little confusing because there is like a large overlap between the two. Right. But there there is a distinction. There is a distinction, and, like, and it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Okay. Do we need to explain anything else that we had talked about? I said cisgender a lot. That means that you are the gender in which you you identify as the gender that you were assigned at birth. So I am a cisgendered woman because I was born female and I identify as female. Um, not to say what Paige identifies as, but she's the same. Yeah. We've had yeah. discussions. Yes. <laughs> um, which that she, is her pronoun. Oh, yes. Um, yes. Both. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. My brain was like... In the process of yes. speaking. You were going to say then, which? What? You were going to say. Oh, yeah, but but in the pro like, I was about to speak, and then you started talking about pronouns, and so I was, so I was trying to, like, pull back and, like, say, agree, but my mm-hmm. brain was not... I got it. Okay. <laughs> oh, not speaking for other people. Mm. Yes. Yes, I, conversations. I think, yes. Mm-hmm. Conversations are important, and don't speak for other people, and just don't assume, like... Uh, I. Alex and I have had conversations. We mm-hmm. are aware of each other's sexual and gender identities, mm-hmm. but as a general practice, you should not yes go around being like that person identifies as this. Like people, let them do it themselves. And um, something else to touch on is just that, and then we'll move on to Paige's story. And as a little like preview, I think we picked stories that are going uh, that are related Good. in a way not like directly related but in such a way that we're gonna have similar conversations and i think this episode as a whole like revolves around the same kind of topics okay so anyways um so i was just gonna say that um and maybe it would be good for us to get into some of this um in a, another episode but also i don't want to take away from individuals in the community being that we are cisgendered female. Mm. Like, I don't know. I don't want to take away from anybody's voice, but I do know that it would be helpful for some people to have this explanation, especially since our, um, our, uh, listeners tend to skew towards Gen X. Mm -hmm. Um, and some might not have the, the, understanding of the vocabulary and stuff yeah yeah but there is a difference between gender identity sexual identity and romantic attraction Uh, um you can be romantically attracted in one way and sexually attracted in another way and gender identify in a separate like they're all different things here we go aita for making my daughters wear dresses when they visit their grandparents My in-laws are what you would call traditional. They seem to think the world should have stopped 50 years ago and think everything since then is evil. They aren't racist, that I know of, or outwardly bigoted, but they just are very old-fashioned. My husband and I have three children, 16-year-old female, 14-year-old female, 10-year-old male, 
and we go to visit all their grandparents since they live close. Which, first of all, that is, like, such a... Privilege? Yeah, a a privilege. Like, and and my grandparents are within an hour of um, where I live currently. And, like, that is something that... Man, you are so lucky if you have that Mine are, like... (laughs) 12 and 18 hours mm-hmm. away so yeah like, like i i just know how lucky i am to like let's have a game day randomly mm-hmm. let's meet up for every single holiday like having that option anyways irre- irrelevant just that i think is good anyways okay so they're visiting the grandparents they all live close here's the issue they don't like the idea of women wearing pants <laughs> sorry <laughs> My mother-in-law says it's showing off, and my father-in-law always says it isn't Christian. Now, I'm pretty feminine, so I don't mind throwing on a dress when we stop by, but our daughters are not. They don't like visiting my husband's parents, which breaks his heart, because we make them put on a dress before they go. They are both, they are both pretty tomboyish, and they never wear any dresses otherwise. I had to buy each of them a few dresses specifically so they can go. To be clear, it's not like they aren't allowed over if they wear pants. It's just that they won't shut up the entire time about how much they hate it. Our daughters hate this and think it's unfair. I guess it is, but in a lot of cultures, women only wear skirts and dresses, so I don't think it's a big deal. Plus, it isn't like it hurts them to wear dresses a few times a week for a few hours. A few times (laughs) a week for a few hours? It's half their life! The issue is our oldest is planning to never speak to her grandparents again after she's 18, and I'm worried it's affecting them. Is that the end of it? (laughs) Yeah, it might be affecting them. Okay, first things first. Let me do this. Yeah. Um, Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. First, uh, you don't see the problem with it because you're fine with it. And it doesn't go against what you're, you're comfortable. Yeah. Right? So you're comfortable wearing a dress. But it, this is constantly putting them out of their comfort zones, mm-hmm. potentially, for hours <laughs> a, on end. A few times a week. For a few times a week. What the yeah, heck? Yeah, like, that's, that's, that's a lot. And I would like to say, I picked this in part because I read the title and I was like, oh, interesting, because I, too, hate wearing dresses. Mm. And I am grateful that I've never been forced to wear a dress. Um, and, like, I, I will actually... Speaking of weddings, the wedding that I went to, I wore a dress, and then about halfway into the wedding, I was I turned to Jay and I was like, "Next time, like we go to a wedding, please remind me how much I hated this and tell me to wear pants." Yeah, and I'm going to. Yep. So, anyways, um, it's just man. <laughs> so yeah, this does time because it mm-hmm. brings in like femininity and yeah. masculinity. Every person has. A ratio of femininity versus masculinity. Um, and each person is going to be different. Regardless of your gender identity, you can be more masculine or more feminine. But outside of that, like, these people need to get with the times. Yeah. Women can wear pants. And like, it's okay. And again, you don't have to like that they're wearing pants. But that's what they're choosing to wear. You can't, like... If you're seeing them this much, wear pants every single time. They'll shut up eventually. Yeah. I don't blame the daughter who doesn't want to, like... If you have to... If you have been your entire life forced into a dress multiple times a week to wear your grandparents, 
yeah, you're not going to want to go over and see them and talk to them because of all, like... If you have to wear something that makes you uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to please somebody else, like, just to make them not uncomfortable, like, it's... and that's the whole thing. Like, people get so much about, like, oh, like, that makes me uncomfortable. Don't do that. Like, people can wear whatever they want. And guys can wear dresses and skirts. And, like, if it makes you uncomfortable, that doesn't really matter. They're wearing what they're comfortable in. And you should be comfortable that they're comfortable. If the brother was comfortable, I would love for the brother to wear a dress oh God, and yes. for the sisters <laughs> to both wear pants. Um, and meet. You know what? Push it a little. Wear shorts. Wear yeah. booty shorts. Ugh, so much leg. Though I don't know if they feel comfortable with that. But right. w- go the extreme. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love to to know how that <laughs> reacts. But I, I, I don't think it's fair to force your children, yeah. who are, sound pretty grown, yeah. to make their own clothing decisions into apparel just to... To prevent to your please, parents from making yeah. comments mm-hmm. like and and clearly i feel bad for the for op because she's been doing this her whole life subconsciously yeah. without even re- like yeah. oh, i mean clearly she's like realizing but she's conforming to their definition of what being a woman is and is constantly wearing dresses every time she goes over because that's what she was like trained to do mm-hmm. i wonder um if she were to step out of what is a traditional idea of being a woman, I wonder um, if that would help her sort of uh, either learn new things about herself or um, I wonder if there would be a situation where she could sort of feel what it's like for how her daughters are feeling to, to every time they put uncomfortable, the dress. To be to yeah. wear something that you, and I think you brought up a really good point like you know we're all raised by people who we pick up on their values and mm-hmm. so so if this person is ha, had to wear dresses her whole life and that's just something that she learned to live with and now is something that she's comfortable in like you just like that that's just something that you're doing now and like you're not really thinking about like well this is just the way like that I was raised, so I, this is how my children are going to be raised, too. Is she comfortable with it because mm-hmm. it's what she knows? Or does it align with who she feels she is? Yeah. That's, that's and, really... And I, I think it highlights, like, exploration in the sense of, like, okay, like, let me try something else. And, like, mm-hmm. it, is it comfortable because this is the only way I've been raised? This is the only thing that I know is right. But if I try something else, is that going to be a better fit for who I feel like as a person? Mm-hmm. Um... So there's there's some comments. Yes, go off. So um, the resounding opinion is YTA. Yeah. As yeah. you probably figured. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one says, Being forced into skirts slash dresses against their will may well be part of why your daughters hate visiting. If you let them wear shorts or pants, your in-laws would have to learn to accept what they cannot change or learn to live without their granddaughters when they feel alienated them, when they alienated them enough that they refuse to come. <gasps> Sorry, I just had a realization. Okay. Uh, the fact that some cultures don't accept women's rights is a terrible excuse for imposing <laughs> on your. <laughs> I forgot she even said yeah, that. Yeah, like and and like, yeah. Well, you're because... not that culture. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and like, yeah. In some cultures, women only wear dresses. That is not 
this, like, like, okay, and, you know, there further things that we don't need to get into, but, like, other cultures do things that your culture doesn't do. Like, you don't have to, like, it, it is, it's a really horrible excuse, and you I have, have two, two things. <laughs> First thing, um, I wonder if the grandson is their favorite. I wonder if, alongside women should wear dresses, if the the son is the favorite grandchild, and I wonder mm. if he is treated in a way as such. My second thing, I wonder if they're Mormon, because they say Christian, and when I hear Christian and I don't like the views, I automatically think Catholic. Oh. But I wonder if they're Mormon, because I was trying to think, I was like, in Catholicism, though, like, they're not forced to wear pants uh or no skirts um or dresses or things i know like the school uniforms Mm -hmm. um but even with that i know there that some of the girls that i know that went to catholic high schools in the area wore pants some of the times um in the winter they were allowed pants um, or as long as the pants fit within their school uniform, they were allowed. So the only, with my limited knowledge on Christian denominations, um, I know Mormonism is quite strict on apparel. Yeah. The other things that I can think of are more, are, are, um, I know there's a, I don't know if it's still called a denomination, but in, uh, is it Orthodox Jew that dresses? Um, There's like a denomination of Judaism that also is more strict in what they're wearing. um, Has, um, I think they cover their hair typically with like a wig or maybe, um, I forget what it's called. But they'll sometimes cover their hair, I think, after marriage. um, And only husband can see the hair. Um, But once again, that's Judaism, not Christianity. Uh, Amish, not Christianity. Mm Mm-hmm. The Mormon is where I'm landing mentally. Perhaps. Or they're just old white people who are probably racist. Yeah. They're clearly sexist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There tends to be a a trifecta Mm -hmm. of racism, sexism, and homophobia. Yep. Um, I've got another comment. So, there there are a lot of comments saying, like, that, yeah, this is, like, this issue but it speaks to a, a bigger concern of like autonomy um and yeah. so this this comment is quite long i'm not going to read all of it i'm gonna read the specific part about that um there's a difference between please don't wear jeans at your cousin's wedding and we are going to let close-minded misogynists dictate what you should wear on an almost daily basis because their values are more important than your autonomy yes what some people seem to be missing is that this isn't about a dress code it's about some pretty antiquated gender issues and there are a lot of additional messages in that and yet, it, it's not like a, a one-time thing, like, okay, can you please dress up for this special occasion? Mm-hmm. This isn't multiple times a week, like, basically these people's entire lives. And, and there's a difference between, oh, can you maybe not wear that shirt? Or, heck, even can you wear, now, still dictating and a, kind of on the on the line, but of, like, Oh, can you cover up a little bit more? Mm-hmm. A little bit better, but still not yeah. good. Um, you can 
still wear clothes that you're comfortable in, but dress in a way that slightly makes them feel more comfortable. Like, you can try to find a middle ground if that is your choosing. Yeah. Um, and you can make requests of, like, hey, try not to have nudity on your apparel. Um, try, or, like, um... Like, you can try to avoid maybe wearing satanic. <laughs> I don't know. Something like you, like if you're wearing like a graphic, right? Yeah, yeah. You can try yeah, to avoid yeah. some things that would stir up some problems. Right. But still wearing clothes that you're comfortable in. Um, and like the mom could request that. Like, oh, hey, try to just be put together, do mm-hmm. whatever. But completely dictating their entire thing. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. like it. Um, one, one last comment that I found. Yes. Newsflash. Mm-hmm. Christ didn't wear pants either. So if you're traditional, it's not masculine or Christian to wear pants. Mm. This is about controlling women's bodies and removing their bodily autonomy. If it was three times a year, I might see it as an, excess, an yeah. acceptable concession. Every week for hours? YTA. Big time. Yep. You are telling your daughters that other people can dictate about their bodies. It's a terrible lesson to impart. And, and yeah, I agree. Like, like if this was one special occasion, one special dinner or something yeah. that, uh, I, I, again, don't like, like it. No, I don't like better. it, but it's like, okay. Yeah. But like, because this is such a frequent thing, mm-hmm. like you're so frequently one dictating what your daughters can wear and two, like, um, saying they're not good enough. Yeah. And, and tell it like forcing, uh, the, your conception of femininity mm-hmm. onto them mm-hmm. and and not letting them be themselves. Well, and another thing, um, if the one daughter is already planning to cut contact at 18, there's uh, some major issues. Yeah. Her saying, like, oh, is there a problem here? Yes, there's a problem. Yeah, there's a it problem. is affecting them because yeah. the fact that she is already deciding that the moment she turns 18, she's done. There's a bigger issue here, mm-hmm. and I bet it's more than just uh, Yeah, I'm saying it, it goes beyond It goes deeper. I mean, there's it's... something else going on. You should get to the bottom of that um, and have a talk with your parents because they're acting like children. Right? I think today was a good yeah, talk. Yeah, I, th- I think we had some good to say. Here, let, let's do some, uh, some, some quick takeaways. Mm. Um, Don't let old um, racist, sexist, or homophobic views uh, that you seem to not agree with push from other individuals push uh be pushed on to other people don't um, push your conceptions of what people should be like on to like like don't mm-hmm. push people to have to have a specific sexuality don't push people to dress in a certain way that aligns how you think they should be dressing mm-hmm. let people be independent mm-hmm. promote bodily autonomy yes Absolutely. Um, wedding auto- autonomy? <laughs> I don't know. Make your own decisions at your own wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, Allow people to... You can have your own opinions, but a, but if it's not directly about you, mm-hmm. you... Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we can also take away um, new vocabulary. Oh, yes. Very um, important. Bisexuality. Uh, Byram... Bi romantic is that the word for it? Bi, bi, um, pansexuality, uh, gender identity, that is how you identify. Mm-hmm. Cisgender, 
Um, masculine, feminine, I think we touched on a lot of good things. They did link in really good. They yeah. Some good conversation. Which I I think speaks to the two of us more yeah. than anything. Oh, <laughs> and we issue... didn't talk. We oh, didn't... no, we did not talk. We mm-hmm. independently found things. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, I'm very glad that... So the original one that I wanted to share got deleted. And I'm actually kind of glad because I think this one ties in a lot better with yours. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we did not talk. We independently found them and then just read the titles to each other to make sure we didn't pick the same one. And shocking, I didn't read the entire yeah. entirety of mine beforehand. <laughs> um, I read enough and then forgot it all before yeah. today. Mm-hmm. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out and ask Absolutely. us. Absolutely, please we do. We will do our best to answer yeah. with our knowledge, but also we will try to, um, if you have more questions uh about like the gender identity things and stuff that we've talked about um we can also find some resources that come straight from <laughs> sorry um <laughs> <laughs> that come from um the LGBTQIA+ community mm-hmm. as a whole we're just going to keep adding letters mm-hmm. um that come from the the people themselves so that way we're not mediators uh, in a discussion but we we can definitely try to explain things in our own words as best we can um but we can also send you some some links and um but ways that you can reach out to us to ask us questions um would be or critiques your takes whatever yeah 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 um you can reach out to us on our Instagram, which is at the true sleuths. You can also send us an email. It's the truth sleuths pod at gmail.com. Uh, we also have Facebook and YouTube a little bit. Um, we're not on there as much, but still mm-hmm. a great place. Uh, they still exist. Yeah, they exist. They are up. Other people will see it and be mm-hmm. able to respond. Um, both of those are the true sleuths um, spelled just like the podcast yep where you can listen to more episodes from us spotify apple podcast google podcast and more you will hear us next week yes you will bye